Welcome back to another episode of The Rec Center. He's Jack Ferris. I'm Lindsay Joy. And Jack, I watched a movie this week and it didn't go well. How are you doing today? I'm great. It's funny you say that like it like it's a unique week because I could say that just about any week. I don't really watch movies. If you think about this podcast and all the things I've recommended, it's aside from the cheesy Hallmark Netflix holiday movies, it's pretty much all TV. Even if it's a four episode TV show, that's my lane. And I tried to watch a movie that I was actually excited about. So here we are. I just, this is why I watch TV. Maybe, I don't know. This this movie would have been better as a show. And actually it sort of was the show. And I mean- there. Denzel, Jared Leto, Remy Malek, three Academy Award winners, uh, a crime drama. I think everyone was excited about it. On paper, it should be great. It had me written all over it. Of course, we are talking about the little things on HBO Max. We'll get a little more into it. I was going to make a stock market joke off the top that I have to sell all my Rami Malek stock now because I bought in low, early, early. What? Were you going to make that same joke? No, I literally have written down in my notes. I want a short Remy Malik. No. I want okay. a short. I it's want a Rami. short. Whatever. I want to short the Rami Malik bubble because it's a bubble. I don't know how the hell he has the esteem he has right now because he okay. is. I look at him and I just see robot, Mr. Robot. Uh, he, yeah. That's it for me. That's the problem. So like, I was going to, my joke was going to be that I bought in really low for early. When did you first- buy it? Early first, early first season, Mr. Robot. I was week to week Mr. Robot watcher in 2014. I'm thinking of the apartment I lived in. So it would have had to have been 2014, maybe 2015. So I bought in then. And he was so good in that show. And that show was so good. And his mannerisms and his style was so perfect for yeah, that show. These, yes, yes, yes. But we turns out he, he tries to do that into these other roles. I mean, I guess it was good for Freddie Mercury. But I don't, yeah, I can't, he's so weird and he's so like borderline on the spectrum when he's acting that it's distracting. It was, it's hard for me because he is my favorite person in this movie and I love Denzel Washington. He was my favorite of the three and he was by far my least favorite of the three. Oh, really? More than Jared Leto? Well, oh, I love, oh, are you talking about, do I love him more than Jared Leto? Before, yeah. before this movie yes yeah. before oh oh i no i the, i'm i'm serious about I, I bought the stock like i really liked rami malik and like wanted to watch him in many things he has yeah, this, you like, should have you you should have sold it all well now i'm selling thurs, it i think i still thursday. have to, you should have sold it all on thursday because on friday it took a big dip <laughs> i think i have time to get out still did he get an oscar nom for the freddie mercury movie he i remember won, dude he okay won. okay 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 sorry i it's it's something where i tangentially knew that that was obviously in the oscar conversation i just don't remember but i i know people were mad at that point i think he beat someone that people wanted to win but yeah bradley cooper oh yes i do also love bradley cooper but i just I am sad. I'm sad how much I really didn't like this movie, and I'm sad how much I really didn't like him in it. So let's talk about the movie. I have shared my most important thoughts, which is just that, um, well, I guess we both had the same thought, which is sell high, although I guess it's sell low at this point. Um, what did you think about the movie other than Rami Malik not quite fitting in? Yeah, Rami Malik sucks. Um, <laughs> he, I mean, seriously, I, he, last thought on Rami Malik before I get into the actual movie. Maybe he's he's not meant to be 
the straight man in a movie. And what I mean, I don't mean like sexual orientation there, okay. but he's very much the the foil that everyone else is able to react around. Like you need you need the straight and narrow, you need the guy that has it all figured out that the that the side characters are able to play off of. Like in every comedy, there's a straight man. That's not like again, that's Jared Leto needs to be a peripheral character from here on out. Uh, is that's my. You said Jared Leto, but you meant wrong. Oh, enough. sorry, sorry. Jared Leto too, actually. Jared Leto's the same kind of deal. Jared Leto knows what he is, and I'm going to get into Jared Leto in a second. But Rami Malek needs to take a page out of the Jared Leto book. He actually, Rami Malek might have actually been good as the criminal in this one. Totally, totally, yeah. absolutely. He can't be. He can't be the all-American cop with 2.5 kids, a house, and a yard. You yeah, know what I mean? I, I agree. Um, All right, what else? Okay, so this is it's David Fincher Seven, but for dumb people. It has the it has the tortured experienced cop and the young buck cop trying to, you know, make a name for himself. I am so, 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 so tired of these wannabe thrillers going to the same trope of there being an early flashback from the old tortured character. And as the movie progresses, you get more and more of a picture of that flashback. And then at the end, you see the whole flashback and it all makes sense. That was cool in like 2003. I am so over that. And even this reveal like wasn't even that crazy. And it was actually like hard to imagine. Uh, I won't spoil that if you're into it. Because overall, I do think, I do think it's worth a watch. Um, just know it's not a masterpiece. Denzel is Denzel. That's just what it is. He's good. He holds the camera. He holds any scene he's in. Jared Leto is only in about 30% of the movie. He is phenomenal as the creepy guy who you are sure did it, but you're not really sure. And are you ever sure? Um, the twist at the very, very end is pretty good. Uh, I didn't see it coming, but it's I, at that point, it's it's superficial. And it's it's, you know, it's whipped cream on a cake that sucks. Um, so again, I would give Jared Leto rave reviews. Denzel De- is Denzel and uh, Rami Malek is garbage. Yeah. My power rankings coming into this movie were Rami, Denzel, Jared Leto, and they completely flipped. It was three, two, one um, at the there end. Of I, it- who Rami was incorrect to take that role. I don't, I think he, I, I think he thought he was correct to take it and looking like hindsight is 2020. It wasn't a good role for him, but maybe now he knows and he can course correct and go back to the Mr. Robots of the world. Although that show is really like one of a kind. You said this was David Fincher's seven for dumb people. Yes. I think it's Nick Pizzolatto's true detective for lazy people, because the thing about true detective season one, I don't know. I should have Googled this, but it took Nick Pizzolatto like what five years to write it or 10 years. He had been sitting on the script for season one for years and years. And I think it showed in the, the script, the story, everything. This is the same. I mean, it's the same tropes with the female bodies posed naked in the weird ways. There's the weird religious overtones where there's, you see Denzel looking at this cross on the hill all the time. It's not as religious as true detective season one was, but it has a lot of the same vibes. It's the buddy cop thing, obviously as well. 
just a different like combination. So yes, it is. It reminded me a lot of that, but it was just not good. And I'm actually willing to spoil the movie if people. No, don't, 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 don't. Well, it just I, came out three days ago. I know, but I don't think. And by the way, don't there's spoil only... it. Don't spoil it. I am putting my foot down. That's BS. Don't because I'm <sighs> recommending it. Oh my gosh, I'm not recommending it. Okay. Yeah, no, so... I'm just I'm just telling people what it is before you get into it. it like it, I I honestly think it's worth seeing because there is a little bit of a twist at the very very end and. Jared Leto is awesome. Okay. I will say this because I can't give my main thought without spoiling it. I was, I thought we were just going to both two thumbs down and I could just. No, 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 no. Don't spoil it. Okay. Well, that's not fair. So the movie only streams. What do you mean it's not fair? (laughs) Well, because I wanted to spoil it. The movie only streams on HBO Max until like February 24th. So when they pull it off there, I'm going to jump. Um, by the way, I don't know if I said it's on HBO Max. I think I did. But I'm going to jump on the mic whatever day they pull it off and just shout shout it out. But I will say I like ambiguity. I like gray area. I like a surprise ending. I think the one that they chose to go with was dangerous and in our political society was absolutely horrible and untimely. And like they shouldn't have even considered Oh, I see what you mean. I see did. what you mean in terms of like trusting authority. Yes. Yeah, I think okay. it, that, I, yeah, I genuinely that, think it, it, it like, I don't want to say it's dangerous because that's taking it too seriously, but I so strongly disagree with the choice that they made. And I, again, it's this, I will tell you like, this is not a spoiler. This doesn't just end the way you think it's going to end. Like you will be, you won't see it coming, but what happens is, is pretty frustrating for me. I think because they did that, that was my favorite part of the movie. So maybe but, we fundamentally disagree there. I think because they like cross that line and it's like, oh, okay. There's no, like, there's no such thing as real good guys. Is there fine, but cross that line in a hundred years when we're all fixed up and it's all sunshine and rainbows. This is the, Oh yeah. Cause wrong... we'll have it figured out. In years, that was, that was a little bit of sarcasm, but it's the wrong time. It just is. And we'll, I, we'll talk about it after or whatever, but I just, I, I absolutely hated it for so many reasons. So, okay. I, I was going to thumbs down this. I was going to spoil it until everyone happens, but Jack won't let me. No, because I do think that's, okay. it's a payoff. It's a payoff that you kind of are half forgetting about that. It's a, they, they do do a good job there. It's a choice that you liked and it's a choice that I didn't. All right. Uh, do you want to do your second recommendation? Yeah. Or do you have any yeah, more yeah, thoughts yeah. on, on no. the little things? It's I mean, it is what it is. If, you, if, you, if you're looking to just hang out on a Friday, maybe you've had an IPA or two and you want to watch Denzel be Denzel and Jared Leto be a creepy ass killer. He does this voice that is like no one else would be able to pull off that voice. Jared Leto. Um, then yeah, Jared Leto. What did I say? Yeah. I thought you said Denzel. I Sorry. I oh, no. Was no just Denzel's, thinking about... Denzel's Denzel, man. He's yeah, just... he totally. Hundred percent. I was thinking about the fact that you said um, have some IPAs. I did not have any wine with this movie. Maybe I would have enjoyed it more if I was like three glasses of red deep. I don't think I was drinking either. Anyway, moving on. Uh, what a month it's been for Carrie Mulligan. Good God, I have two Carrie Mulligan movies. Which one will Whoa. I start with? I know. If you start, if you don't start with the dig, I can bounce off the dig for my third wreck. Oh, you're doing the dig too? No, no, no. But there's someone in the dig. I'm I'm ad libbing here. Ralph Fiennes? No, you wouldn't. Johnny, his name's Johnny something. Um, you go not the dig first. Go. Okay, I will go not the dig first. I'll go. I don't know what the other one is. Promising young woman. Oh, 
I Wait. know we're. I know. I know. I know. I know. You I know, did I know. it again. This is, this is. This is. But it's. It's. It's a. It's a must purchase. It's a. Is must it twenty dollars worth of purchase? It's twenty dollars, been... but a lot of a lot of people aren't single as, like us, Lindsay. So a lot of people are like with a couple of people. And so it's, it's ten dollars. It's ten bucks. Promising young woman is perhaps my favorite movie of the year. The year being twenty twenty. Uh, just for context, if you're thinking, oh, Jack's opinion is is highbrow. It's tied right now with Palm Springs, if that gives you any indication oh. of the kind of movies I like. Promising Young Woman is, if you don't, if you haven't seen a preview, I would recommend don't even watch a preview. It's about a tortured uh, young lady who's around our age, early 30s. You don't get why she is going through such a tough time. And what I love about this movie, what I love about the screenplay is that it doesn't baby the audience it doesn't show you a flashback there's no uh expository speech by her parents asking why she dropped out of law school like you figure it out on your own you put the pieces together it doesn't waste any time holding your hand through it it is you cannot define it in a genre which is probably my favorite part about it uh if i had gun to head i'd call it a thriller but it's a comedy it's a drama it's it's all the things wrapped in one. It is is a lot like um ba 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 ba. I may destroy you. It's no, it's a lot like Parasite in that way. Oh. Did you ever see Parasite? No, it's on my yeah, list. Yeah, I will. Yeah, I will. Shocker. I will. But Parasite, you can't really define what it is. Same thing with Promising Young Woman. Carrie Mulligan is unbelievable in it. I was never a Carrie Mulligan fan. I mean, I didn't like hate her. But I'd seen her and stuff, and I was like, oh, okay, Carrie Mulligan. Like, meh. Um, I'm a Carrie Mulligan fan now because without her in this movie, in her, any other actress, I'm not sure how it works out. But she's got enough, like, gravity to her and, like, real world experience to her that if this goes to, like, a Margot Robbie or, like, someone else really big time and gorgeous, I don't think it's the same. Uh, Promising Young Woman it keeps you guessing until the very end. Like you think it's over a couple of times and then you're like, Oh, got me there. Uh, yeah. Under two hours, 20 bucks. Do it. So I was, I had this on my list. I was going to do this for some reason. I thought it was like a little things type uh, movie where it was streaming for free. And then I realized I had to pay for it. I had heard so many good things about it. And then I realized I had to pay 20 bucks and I figured I would wait it out. So Maybe if you're telling me it's worth the 20 bucks, I can find 20, worth 20 bucks. bucks. Yeah. Oh, oh, you know what? Do you still use Bo Moose's Amazon? No, I have. Oh. So Amazon's the one thing that I've never actually stolen a password for or borrowed because you got the prime. Yeah. The prime. Yeah. I already have yeah. prime. Yeah. Um, so then I, it just comes with that. No. Uh, yeah. Truth be told, I didn't order it. Bo sent me a text. He was like, Hey, surprise. I just rented, um, promising young woman so it's there for you for the next in the next 48 hours so i watched it that night and i was like mad about it because again i hadn't really read anything about it i hadn't seen a ton about it which is crazy considering my whole life is like reading and consuming media uh <laughs> and oh god what a treat all the cameos in it there's a bunch of dudes that she comes across um adam brody uh max greenfield it's good stuff Really good stuff. Just one final note. I feel like that could have been a group text from Bo. Thank you for not including. Well, you're, if you're not on, it, it, it was lost on you anyway, because you were 
it wasn't free for you if you're not on his Amazon. I feel like he could have given me the password for a night. No. All right. Um, cool. Maybe I will pay for that one after I watch Parasite, which has been on my list since March of last year. And I've had some free time in the last year. All right. My second one's actually going to be quick because I'm only on episode two of five. Um, and I am only going to say the name of the show once because I don't know how to say it. And I think I'm going to sound like a loser when I try to say it. It's Lupin on Netflix. It is spelled L-U-P-I-N, but it is French. And it actually is sort of someone's name and they say it. I was like trying to listen to how they say it, but obviously they're speaking in French accents and I just don't know how you it's actually like, uh, that. like Professor Lupin in Harry Potter. That's lost on you, isn't it? I'm completely, yeah. Um, sorry. So it is a heist show, but it's crazy because so it's the first season is five episodes and they just picked it up for a second season. So I'm not sure, I guess it's, I was going to say, I'm not sure what the heist is going to be in season two. However, Oceans 11, 12, and 13 got made. So I'm sure they will find something to steal, but it does have, so it, first off, it's in French. You can dub it in English if you want. I don't ever do that. Um, so I'm just sitting there reading subtitles, which is why I'm only on episode two, because I have to find the time to read the subtitles. And sometimes if I put it on before bed, I just fall asleep. So it's a good show though. And I recommend it, even though I'm only on episode two, it is the oceans 11 vibe where it's this very planned out heist. The crazy thing about it is we're heisting 10 minutes into episode one. So Ocean's Eleven, you have, you know, you see the plan develop for 90 minutes before we go rob the casino. In this show, we're in the Louvre and we're stealing the necklace like right off the bat. And so I was really confused about where the show was going to go. But even in the first like couple hours that I've seen, it's taken good turns and it's been very interesting so far. So even though I haven't finished it, I recommend watching it if you're looking for something. It's kind of fun. There's some suspending disbelief stuff, but I also think that they are going to explain away some of the stuff where I'm like, that doesn't make sense. And then they come back and they're like, he had it planned all along to make that mistake or whatever. So there's like, they drive a Ferrari into the ceiling, into the glass thing of the Louvre. Like it's that kind of like car chase. There's a bike chase through a famous park in Paris. Like it's, it's that fun vibe and it's also italian job yeah yes the italian job it's like that same kind of fun um drama so and there's some i don't know there's some sad stuff too but uh really entertaining so far i definitely will finish it in the next week um and i can't wait to see where it goes it also just got picked up for a season two in the last couple of days again i'm interested to see like what we steal and i hope I mean, it, literally, it could be like this guy goes to prison and we just watch him in prison for a season. Like, I don't know, but hopefully it's um, another, we're stealing more stuff. So, Lupin. I have a quick aside to that. Okay. If you're watching a foreign film or a foreign series and you have it dubbed, I don't respect you. Dubbing it is so distracting and I feel like takes away from so much of the performance and production in general just go subtitles it's so much easier dubbing looks so ridiculous the reason so i agree with you um it's distracting because the voices just don't match and so it's, your and brain it's, yeah, and it just takes you out of it it takes yeah, you out of it, it totally very does. quickly I agree. I will say, um, I just, I Google so much, like when I'm watching a show, I Google the actors and I Google White House Farm. By the way, I watch that. I also recommend it. Murders at White House Farm. Jack recommended it last week. 
you told me not to Google it because it's a real crime. And there were no short of like 30 times that I wanted to Google something. Mm-hmm. An actor, I couldn't figure out which Game of Thrones guy it was. Like little things were bugging me. And it drove me absolutely nuts to not Google during the show. It's not like I'm sitting there texting and Instagramming when I watch TV, but I just like, I want to Google things. I want like the second screen information. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's hard for me with something that's French because I... I want to Google the guy. And then I looked down at my phone and I just missed like important points of the show. Cause you have to read it as you watch. The crown is an all time Google show. As you watch Wikipedia, you still haven't watched the crown. Have you? No, well, I mean, I've yeah, seen the first and shocking. second episodes. I just um, haven't seen season four. I, are you glad you didn't Google white house farm while you were watching it? Aren't you glad? I am. You did you did Google it? No, 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 no. I, I, sure. I actually haven't even Googled all the things that I wanted to Google at the time. No longer seemed important when I was allowed to Google it at the end. I yeah. didn't know. I feel. Don't, don't spoil it. I feel like it wouldn't have ruined everything. My, um, my one takeaway from that show was: Can we have American lawyers have to wear the wigs like British lawyers? Like, why don't Hell we yeah. have that? Hell I yeah. would love that. Talk about something that's distracting every time you watch some kind of like British crime trial it is wild that they do that and i just wish so badly shout out to all of the lawyers who listen to this podcast i can think of one at least do you think they have multiple wigs british lawyers like there's you know depending on you can't go like back-to-back days with the same wig opening statement wig notice yeah closing arguments wig i um you gotta just wash it right i think you can just wear the same one all the time but wash it do you wash it? I don't know. We just, you get, it's hair. I is don't it know. Real don't, human. It's not real human hair. I mean, my fake hair is. That's interesting. I don't know. I don't know how it works. I wonder if there's like, there's got to be like really, really nice wigs and like cheap wigs, like suits. Really? You know what I mean? Like you For, could like, if you're a British lawyer, you'd be like, oh my God, look at that guy's wig. Well, like, did you think the defense attorneys have nicer wigs? Crash. Like the, the prosecutors probably yeah. have as nice wigs, right? Yeah, they're like state issued. If you're if you're a defense attorney, I just or, wish, you're, you're a not a non private defense attorney. I wish we had this defender. in America. I I really think it would add a fun wrinkle to the American true crime obsession. Is just this the the cast system of wigs. So that was um one of my notes from White House Farm. Uh, I had other ones, but yeah, just watch it. That's not a wreck for me technically, but it is a wreck. What's your third? Uh, the dig. More Carrie Mulligan. The suit and who story. This is something that you can wiki a little bit. I waited to the end, but that's just my thing now. I'm waiting to the end to um, to look into stuff. Uh, Ray Fiennes, Carrie Mulligan. It's Ray Fiennes as an excavator, so it's shades of Constant Gardner. He's constantly got his, his fingers in the dirt. Uh, it's a story of this wealthy landowner in rural England who just has a hunch that there's some stuff buried in your yard. Spoiler alert, there is. Um, I got into it and I thought I was, I was prepared for it to be a little bit boring. And the first 25 minutes is boring. But it's, it's a good story of human beings in general. So they uncover this boat that's from the Vikings and there's big controversy because once they figure out that it's this big landmark discovery, obviously the government wants to get involved, et cetera, et cetera. 
uh, and Carrie Mulligan is sick and she has to decide whether to keep it in the family, sell it, donate it. Oh, by the way, it's 1939 and the looming backdrop of the Nazis is very much there. Um, there is an, I'm a sucker for this. At the end, there's a speech by one of the main characters. And during the speech, speaking of, this is a trope that I love. During the speech that applies to every other storyline, they cut to the different characters and the individuals they're going through as the person is making this really heart-wrenching speech. <laughs> yeah, had me going. I got a little teary-eyed at mm-hmm. that. It's it, it's really good. It's definitely something, it's like a good dad movie, mom and dad movie. You Should know I tell I mean? my dad to watch it? Yeah, your parents would probably love it. Uh, it's very good. I don't want to give too much away. I mean, I, I pretty much just did. But uh, yeah, Carrie Mulligan, it's, if you watch Promising Young Woman and then in the next couple of days watch The Dig, you will be shocked that it's the same actress. So you didn't really give anything away that I didn't see in the preview. And I watched You can't the get from the preview? Yeah. I mean, because yeah. they talk a lot about the impending world, world war and all that. Um, I watched the preview and I was like, oh, I'm definitely going to watch this. Just not today. But I will probably watch it before next week. I'm actually kind of, um, I feel like you just took mine from next week, possibly. But it's okay. Well, it's number three on the top ten. Had to get it in. Fair. So, yeah, I'm going to watch it. Um, you recommend? Thumbs up? Yeah. Anything else on the dig? Uh, oh, excellent score. Like, it's like a hunting score. And it sounded so much like the score from The Arrival, the Denny Villeneuve movie, Amy Adams, that I actually Googled it. It's not the same guy that did it. So... I had to Google something when I watched the dig um, preview. What's the word trailer? Because there is a character in it and I don't know who he plays. He's one of does it, a bunch of guys just come over and dig, right? There's just like five to 10 white guys digging. Is that fair? Well, say? that's a little bit more complicated than that, but yes, well, <laughs> they just kept cutting to him. And I was like, that's the guy from lovesick. Did you ever watch Love oh, yeah. Sick on Netflix? Yeah, it was the original working title when they were shooting no, it was Scrotal Recall. Yeah. Oh, you wanted that joke? Dang it. <laughs> Wait. I, I mean, you still I... got it. <laughs> That's why. Can you this is a bad podcasting. I've done this many weeks in a row. I had to Google because I was like, I thought of okay, so my third rec is Lovesick, aka Scrotal Recall. That's an old series. I know, but guess what? It? We're allowed to recommend old mm. series. And I was going to watch the Justin Timberlake movie Palmer on Apple TV. And I didn't. So my third wreck is an old series. But I don't you feel like it's an old series that you and I have seen, but a lot of people have not seen? Squirrel Recall? Yes. Lovesick. Yes. Yeah. I remember watching it when we were living together. So like, what, 2017? Yeah. It uh, it came out. That's a good question. I think it... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was 2014 to 18. So what happened was it aired somewhere in England or those parts and it was called scrotal recall and I guess we should explain the 
plot of the show, which is that the main character, whose name is Johnny Flynn, which I think was like a Syracuse basketball player at some point, but different guy. The by the way, yeah, the reason- point guard went to the Timberwolves, I believe. Okay, yeah, I just- yeah, the Timberwolves grabbed him when Steph Curry was still on the board in two thousand eight. Gotcha. Imagine two thousand nine. Sorry, it was. Uh, no, it was. Yep, it was oh nine. Anyway, the reason that this relates to the dig is because Johnny Flynn, the main character from Lovesick, is also in the dig, and they kept showing him in this preview and it just makes me happy to see him because i love this show so much so i thought of it and i was like i'm gonna recommend it i just don't know i know a few other people that have watched it but i I know a lot of people have not watched it and it's a very enjoyable show and it's easily available on netflix should i double check and make sure that it's still on netflix i didn't even do that how about you do that while i talk so uh, it aired as Scrotal Recall, and the plot is that Johnny Flynn finds out he has an STD, and so he has to, which, bit of a plot hole, but just suspend disbelief, he has to go contact everyone he's ever essentially dated and tell them that he has this STD, um, which, just from a, a time standpoint, I don't think that that was necessary, but it's really enjoyable. Basically, what it is is he goes back to all the again, the women he's dated and there's like the reconnections of love and he sort of dates some of them again, or there's like a funny instance with some. And then of course there's like the one friend or one person that's like, will they or won't they get together? And it's like a rom-com, but it's really funny. It's very British. Um, And so it was initially called Scrotal Recall. You can figure out why now that I've told you the plot. And in that title, once they put it on, on Netflix was just like not picking up a lot of attention. So they changed it to lovesick, which is still a good name, just not as funny. And um, it is lovesick. It's three seasons on Netflix, classic 30 minute British comedy, very enjoyable, great group of like late twenties, probably um, people just having a good time in jolly old England. Excellent pilot. One of the best pilots to a comedy sitcom that I've ever seen. Very, very good. And it's one of those with the actors where like I see them all the Mm -hmm. time in in random Mm -hmm. things. And And you immediately have a connection with them. Yeah. And I'm immediately like, oh, lovesick guy. That's, you know, that was the funny friend or whatever. Yeah, his his funny friend is so good. His funny friend friend is great. His funny friend is great. And he's in, he's actually in that I Hate Susie show. Like he's in a lot of other shows. And so it just makes me happy when these people pop up on my screen because it's just an enjoyable show. I think people will like it. The premise is obviously kind of silly, but it's so much more of, I don't want to say like a traditional show, but it, it is more of a traditional show than you think it's going to be. Is it still on Netflix? Did you find that out? It is. Yeah. Okay. It cool. looks like Netflix might own it. So it might be there in perpetuity. I think they, I think it's one of those they bought from like ITV or one mm-hmm. of those, but yeah, it's, um, it's on Netflix, strong recommendation and go enjoy and think about the fact that it used to be called Scrotal Recall. <laughs> Anything else? Uh, no, I'm trying to think what's coming out this weekend or this week. HBO has Nick Bilton, who wrote the Silk Road book, mm-hmm. and he wrote Hatching Twitter as well, has a documentary coming out on HBO called Fake Famous. That is mm-hmm. February 2nd, which I think is tomorrow. Like um, Instagram famous people kind of thing? So he took three, Nick Bilton, again, who's a writer, he writes um, for like, he writes tech crime kind of stuff, like social media and stuff for, um, I think he writes, anyway, he's a writer. He took three people, I think from just from LA and made them fake famous. So he bought them Instagram followers 
And he basically tried to make them influencers and just to see a, if he could um, Mm. like build their followings, you do it inorganically. And then like, will it grow organically on its own? When someone sees that someone has a bunch of followers, will they follow like it's that whole thing. And then of course these people's lives get really sad and lonely and having all the followers isn't what it's cracked up to be, blah, blah, blah. So that's an HBO documentary and it's coming out, I believe tomorrow. Uh, I heard on the podcast, the daily yesterday that back in one of their reporters doesn't have, was born without a sense of smell. And so she was talking about how, you know, one of the, one of the signs of COVID is that you lose your sense of smell and people are freaking out. And so she was like having conversations with, those people it was interesting anyway from what i understood kind of on your point of being superficial i guess five six years ago there's this big study and something disgusting like 78 to 80 percent of millennials polls all ages of millennials so the, whatever the 20 year spectrum 78 to 80 said they'd rather give up their sense of smell than their social media presence whoa yeah. <laughs> what yeah see Oh man. I mean, if I couldn't troll Twitter for news and sports opinions, I think I would be bummed. But like, if you had to take my Instagram down tomorrow, I would be just fine. Yes. Yes. And like, try to imagine navigating the world without being able to smell stuff. Like she, Oh yeah. She, yeah, yeah. She, I mean, I, she talks yeah. about how she's always had to like have a roommate just to ask that roommate if she smells you know what I mean yeah I mean okay I think you could just shower and wear deodorant and get around that but I mean it is like think about like this is a very extreme example but like smelling like a gas leak or smell you know what I mean like I would be worried that that's the opening of the piece is like there was gas and she couldn't smell it it was really dangerous yeah so she has she had to get like a an alarm thing yeah give up your social media do not give up your sense of smell I mean that's an easy choice for me I would be bummed I would miss again but as long as maybe I could troll as just like an egg just to read other people's things, I don't care if I'm actually doing the tweeting or not. Um, that does sound interesting, though. Anything you're looking forward to this week? Nope. Right. I mean, I'm sure I'll find something. Don't don't worry yeah. about me. Are you going to do the Justin Palmer or Justin Palmer, Justin Timberlake movie Palmer? It's on Apple TV. Uh, I don't have Apple TV. Oh, I think I can give you maybe. I think I got it. Anyway. I get my Apple TV done when I'm up at my parents' place, and I don't think I'm going up there. Makes sense. Well, go to Petaluma, hang with the chickens, mm-hmm. and uh, watch a little Apple TV. Mm-hmm. Ted Lasso. Okay. We will be back next week.